Hello and welcome to episode 7 of You Grieving Girl. Today we're going to talk about guilt and grief. Um, I don't think, well actually no I do. I think people when someone loses someone close to them, they probably tell them like don't blame themselves. But I, I don't think guilt that comes with grieving is talked about uh, as much as it should be. Uh, sometimes you just feel guilty uh, about whatever that circumstance was <clears throat> around um, losing someone. Sometimes it could be, oh, I could have do, I could have done more, or I, I didn't do enough. Uh, maybe before the person passed away, you had an argument with them, and then they died suddenly, or maybe you stopped talking to them and you kept meaning to get back in touch and they passed away. Or maybe you just didn't get to say goodbye and you feel hurt and empty and frustrated because you weren't there for their final moments. Uh, This guilt has been with me uh, for the last four years off and on, uh, and more recently, uh, when, well, actually, no, it was longer than four years because, uh, I, my mom and myself and some friends went to this arts festival in the summer of 2013. That's how real this day is for me. And I kind of bugged her to go, she that all that morning she kept saying that she had a really really bad headache but she knew how much uh the arts mean to me and experiences and so she made herself go and when we were on our way and we were going to take some public transportation she couldn't remember how to do it and I got frustrated and I'm like, what do you mean? We do this all the time. And hindsight, I realized that that stroke or what was to become a stroke was starting at that moment. Uh, when we got there, she still didn't feel well. And I kind of thought she was in a, a bad mood or something like that. And then eventually she ended up passing out. So my guilt is that I didn't uh, follow up with my gut because when she passed out and the EMTs were able to kind of get her back, they begged her to go to the hospital and she refused. And so because I was with her as her daughter, I actually had to sign uh, one of those forms saying, it wasn't there. They aren't responsible for what happens after she leaves their care. And uh, when we got home, she kept saying, oh, I, I just need to sleep it off. So me and my dad, we were worried, but we didn't think too much about it because my mom was super. And then the next day, you know, I looked at her and I'm like, oh, she doesn't 
looked that well, but my parents uh, had me a little later in life. So I said, you know, maybe it's just a rough day. And then, of course, when I got to work and a few hours later, um, she had had a stroke and my father had taken her to the hospital. So I, I had someone actually say to me, how could you let this happen to her? You should have made her go. And I I didn't know. I didn't know the warning signs of a stroke because she was confused and I, I didn't know. And so that every now and then will will pop up. Like I I don't want to say like I feel like it's my fault, but I sometimes I wonder if I had made her go would she have had more a more serious stroke and then ended up having three within a short uh, period of time. And so I constantly replay that day in my head and just wonder. And then there's the times when I think about how I was a teenager and I was a jerk to my mother. And, you know, I always thought she was mean and oppressive. And I'm not going to say she was not mean, but she loved me. And I wanted to grow. And so being a, being a teenager, I, I would just give her a hard time. When looking at it now, my mom just had a tough life and she loved me and she wanted me to have a better life than she did. Um, now, I, I have uh, less guilt, but they're still there. And I hope it doesn't turn into something more uh, about my dad. So my dad's death was sudden and he woke up the that day and he was okay. And then suddenly he was saying that he couldn't breathe. Now, my brother, my father was a loving, bubbly personality, but my father could be dramatic. Like if he got a cold, he would act like it was the flu and he wanted you to call his mom and he couldn't do anything. So I knew that he was feeling down about my mom. And so I automatically, I, he was older though. So I take chest pain seriously, but I honestly thought he was fine. And even when we were in the waiting room and my, if you know me, you know that my dad loved me so, 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 so much. I was the only girl and the baby and my father loved me. Like I could never stay mad at him because he would do something sweet for me, either bring me a card or like one time he got me a snow globe that says, I love you, my daughter, you're a a star. And then it played, you are so beautiful. Like, how can you be mad at something like that? So I feel like I should have believed him. And even when we got to the hospital, he was fine. And I mean, he he had shortness of breath, but he was teasing me and was saying, I want to look at my daughter. And it just, I didn't take it seriously. I was looking at my phone and I was playing games and I was annoyed because I was, at the hospital so much with my mother that hospitals make me uneasy. I, I hate it. And so I was trying to distract myself and trying to read and play games. And my dad, he just kept talking about 
how much he loved me. And even when we found out that it was serious, uh, I thought it was something he was going to bounce back from. I, I I left and I said, you know, I'll I'll see you later. And I was planning to come the next day and we were going to spend time and work out um, the whatever the doctors wanted to do for him. And I I was joking. And then, you know, I went home and then a few hours later, they called me and say, um, said that they had to uh, revive him. And if I wanted to, I should come and see him. And fortunately, the hospitals had loosened up the restrictions a little bit at that time. So myself, myself and my brother were able to get to see him. And my father was so anxious and stressed and he, he had a tube, um, so he couldn't talk. And my father just kept staring at me. And I still remember his face. And it's only been a, a few months and I am not going to cry because no, but it's okay. But no, because I have makeup on. Um, I can still remember that moment it it plays um in my head like a video sometimes on a loop and so if you're not careful uh the guilt can really make your grief harder and i just want you to know that you did the best that you could in that situation The truth is life happens and people die. They get sick or they're just taken away from you suddenly and it hurts, but it's not our fault. Um, I did the best that I could. I had no way of knowing that my dad wouldn't make it. I I had no idea that my mom was going to get sick and, and have a stroke. Um, But life just throws those unexpected things at you sometimes. Uh, Another thing with guilt, um, you may not feel like you're where you need to be. You may feel stunted. For me, the last eight years of my life have been a struggle with uh, taking care of parents. And if you told me that I would be single right now and not married with a house full of kids, I wouldn't believe you. So sometimes I feel like I lost a a chunk of my life. But I have no regrets because I took care of my parents the best way that I could. And I don't, I would never change that. If I had to do it over again, I would absolutely take care of them. But the only thing is, now that I know better, I, I would have had more support. I would have talked to one, someone about those stressful feelings that I had at that time. Uh, my life now is focused on living the best way that I can and and making them proud of me and just doing what I can to honor them and honor their memory, which is why I, I started this, You Grieving Girl, so that I could share um, tips for 
for grief and getting getting through it and and not feeling like you're all alone. Uh, I have two terrible puppies, Angelica and Skylar. I have a guinea pig named Pickles, and they make me happy. They make my day brighter. And sometimes on a bad day, I'll laugh and I'll, I'll think about how my parents would feel about them. My mom loved dogs and she would have been with me trying to convince my my father that we needed a friend. And then I I look at my puppies and one of them he would have he would have loved, but she's jumbo and then the little one she barks too much and so I could just hear him saying, You gonna have to do something about that dog. And he he pretended like he didn't like animals, but they grew on him because I, I had my guinea, I had actually two guinea pigs and first, and he would feed them. And every time he would go by the door, he'd talk to them and he would always call them a silly name. And so I I watched my dogs and I just, I wonder what that interaction would be because we had, I had actually planned to get a a dog and had applied to rescues before my my dad passed away because he was grieving and I just felt like he needed a little furry friend to get him through those hard times. And so I ended up adopting the the first one that week uh, after he died because I, I got approved. And I'm not saying go out and get a puppy or or something like that but it was important for me and I think that's been a a a great part of saving grace for me for this grief um I often grieve what could have been but I look forward to the future like I I go back and forth with myself and wonder what those what I could have done in those eight years, and I say, oh, I should have traveled. I, I should have took more risks. Um, I, I should have went out for that job and and stuff like that. But all of my decisions, um, in my early twenties were geared around being there for my parents, and I was growing. And then my life kind of shattered when when my mom got sick uh, because I, I kind of had to take care of my dad, take care of my mom, if that makes any sense. Uh, I was doing the heavy lifting, but still honoring him while he cared for his spouse. But he really, he wasn't managing well. So I, I had to do everything. And People would say to me, oh, that's not your job. Oh, you need to leave. And it's like, I'm going to leave my mother who's lost the feeling on one and the use of one side of her body. And my father who had to, who decided to retire early um, to, to struggle. And, you know, we kept her at home until the last couple months of her life. So that's three years of taking somebody back and forth to appointments, giving them medicine, uh, washing them. I mean, do you know what it feels like to wash your parent? And 
sometimes I wish that my life could have been different, but I did what I had to do and what I felt was right. And so when I feel upset and and sad that I've I've lost so much time, I remind myself, hey, I'm still young and I have a future ahead of me. And now that I don't have to worry about taking care of someone, except for the puppies and and my guinea pig, uh, I can do more and I can travel more. Uh, I can express myself in whatever way I need. Um, there, there are so many opportunities. It's, it's, it's limited, uh, limitless. So just, if you are going through something similar, look towards the future. Look to, look towards the future. Times won't always be bad. Uh, you always won't feel like you're going insane. Uh, and believe me, I've been there. I'm there and I I understand completely, but life does get better. It will get better. So you need to find what makes you happy and stick with that. So I appreciate you for listening to me today. Uh, I hope that it was really helpful for you. And I hope uh, you share this with someone that you think it might help. Uh, for your get it girl guidance, I want you to remember that guilt is a part of the grieving process. You know, we we talk about denial and, and anger and acceptance and all of that stuff, but I'm gonna add guilt in there for you. You're you're gonna feel feel it sometimes, and it's nothing wrong with that. It'll pop up at the most inappropriate times. But don't beat yourself up. Just remember, you've done what you could at that time with the knowledge that you had and the set of circumstances. And if you, you're you like me, you've learned from it. Uh, if we're, Like my mom with the strokes. So I learned the warning signs of a stroke. And then each one of hers were different. So I didn't, I didn't know what to look for, but I I felt uneasy. So the next ones, I took her to the hospital and I, throughout her sickness, I would take her in a heartbeat because I wanted to make sure that she was okay. And my dad, I was concerned about his health. I've made him lose weight, uh, eat healthy. Uh, Together, we lost weight. I lost 85 pounds and I wanted to be healthy and I wanted him to be healthy. I made him take vitamins. You know, I did everything I could when he didn't feel good. Even though I rolled my eyes, I always took him to the hospital and I kept him safe while he was here. So just think about all of the good things and the good times that you had and those great moments and memories and that guilt will subside and it'll go back in its place because it's not affecting you in the same way. Your mind and your body is uh, are trying to come to terms with this loss that you've experienced. You aren't a superhero. 
you don't know everything, you can't solve everything, but what you can do is make sure you are mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually healthy and taking care of yourself. You can't read minds. You can't stop people from dying or getting sick or hurt. No one can control that. So you just remember that you've supported this person or people the best way that you could and strive to do that in the future. Try to pay it forward. Um, So I hope that that was helpful and I thank you so much for joining me today. And you got this. Just remember, you grieving, girl.